0: hello everyone welcome to another episode of talks with cheese i'm your host cheese aka adrian and um, my guest here with me is sophie buzzard sophie how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm
1: trying to stay warm today on this you know crazy storm we got going on outside
0: yeah speaking of the storm like it's the reason like mother nature is the reason why this podcast is not like person like face to face and like Yes, like, I'm not a fan of doing the virtual podcast, but, hey, it's better than nothing. You have to, like, you know, turn a negative into a positive. Is that right, Sophie?
1: That's right. That's always got to
0: turn a negative into a positive. Facts, my So, Sophie here is, um, she plays D1 basketball at Southeast Missouri State University, excuse me, SEMO. Uh, she went to Valley with me. Uh, she was only two years below me. She was such a stud at basketball, obviously, and volleyball as well. And then Sophie here just graduated her undergrad. <laughs> Sophie, congratulations. She graduated with a with a 4.0, which is the highest GPA for all female athlete graduates at CMO. So, yeah, Sophie, congrats.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad that that part's finally over.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, Sophie, I want to say, like, you know, even though we're doing this virtual, like, thank you so much for taking the time out of your, you know, schedule to do this
1: of course of course i love uh i love hearing your podcast that you've done with other people so i was excited to be asked to come on here
0: yeah thank you so much once again and um since you're here like how's it been like being back at home for a while before you know the grind of basketball st- uh, starts non-stop again for you
1: um it's been good um i haven't been here too long i got home uh december 20th after my game so i got home kind of late and then um i have to go back christmas day so, um, it's a short time. I know it's a short time, but, um, thankful to be home for a little bit.
0: Uh, so what do you plan on doing during the like, very short time when you're home?
1: Um, spend as much time as I can with my family. Um, I'll have Christmas with my, um, grandma. I will have Christmas with, um, my brothers and my nieces and nephews. So really just about, you know spending as much time with them as i can um while i'm here and just relaxing honestly doing a whole lot of a lot of nothing honestly
0: I, I don't blame you right there because like <laughs> from you know inter- interviewing like other like college athletes you know it's, they say like the break is well needed
1: yes it is it, it's very much needed
0: so sophia i want to like go back to high school you know I just want to know, like, since I mentioned, you know, you were such a stud at volleyball, you were such a stud at basketball. You have a heck of a work ethic. What were some of your favorite, like, memories, accomplishments you made at Tippecanoe Valley High School?
1: Um, I would say, hmm, obviously, you know, scoring. I scored a thousand
0: points,
1: and basketball. Um, I had a thousand kills and digs. Um, in volleyball, so those were some of my, um, great like favorite personal accomplishments, but. Um, I would say for basketball too, um, we won, uh, conference and sectionals twice. So that was, uh, honestly, probably one of my favorite memories getting to go to regional. Um, those are the type of ones that, you know, you, you leave behind your pictures, uh, still up in the, gonna be up in the gym, um, for as long as they keep it up there. So that's really, um, probably two, my two favorites is winning conference and sectional. Um, and then just memories is just, you know, My teammates, you know, the locker room, locker room vibes, locker room talks, um, so many, you know, funny things happen at practice with coaches and um, teammates and whatnot. So I would just say, you know, being around, being around my best friends uh, for four years is, is honestly probably my favorite memories.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, the best thing about those, like, you know, no one can take those memories away from you, Sophie.
1: Yeah, nobody can. Nobody, nobody knows, you know, besides those people you know, what went on, what, you know, what was funny that day, you know, just remembering those types of things. It's it's funny you laugh at now, like, when you're looking back on them.
0: Exactly. Can't complain. And then, Sophie, like, you know, tell me about, you know, your process of, you know, getting recruited for college basketball. And when you thought that, hey, man, I can, like, college basketball is something serious for me.
1: Um. So I think I kind of decided that I, I knew I wanted to go – um, my my plan was like, I, my goal was to go division one when I was in seventh grade. I think I, that was like my turning point. I was like, look, like I'm, you know, I'm not too bad at this sport. Like, I think I can, you know, if I keep working hard, if I, you know, put my mind to it, I think I can get to the division one level. Um, so that was kind of when I, when I found out or when I decided for myself that I wanted to, you know, pursue basketball. Um, and then as far as recruiting goes, you know, that starts as, I can that started as early as, you know, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, just getting getting to talk to colleges, them, you know, reaching out, um, getting letters, going to camps. Um, you know, that was kind of my communication with that, filling out like questionnaires on their um websites about like yourself and your your grades, your abilities and whatnot. So that was kind of my uh way of recruiting and then as well as playing AU basketball, I played I played a basketball since I was in fifth grade, I think. Right, right, So it was a lot of, a lot of travel, you know, every, every, you know, summer when kids, normal kids get to go home, they get to, you know, relax, they get to go to the lake, they get to swim, they get to do all this stuff. And I would say 90% of my summer was spent on a basketball court. So, or, and it was in a different state. So, you know, I didn't have that, that luxury of summertime um, during high school, but, it was definitely worth it. It paid off, so I'm not not complaining about it at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look at where you, where you are now. So, like you know, what schools are like offering you, and then what? Why Semo? Why did it like all come down to Semo?
1: Um, you know, I had I had interest from like local schools, um, in Indiana. Like, um, I was talking with Indiana Wesleyan for a while. I, you know, I was in contact, uh, with Indiana State. Schools like that so I was I was really you know I was in contact with schools from the division or NAI level to division one level so you know and I never ever counted a school out because at the end of the day I wanted to get my my school paid for that was the most important thing so to me Um, but you know and then I I had interest all the way out in Arizona so and offers so it was just crazy um, a crazy time for me but I chose SEMO ultimately because of first academics. Um, They have what I wanted to go to school for um, as well as I have to get a master's for that. So they also have a master's program. So I wouldn't, you know, I wanted to stay there. I wanted to stay at one school um, to get that all knocked out. And then as well as like the coaching staff, like, you know, that's really important. And, you know, knowing your teammates, like if you're going to be here, you're going to be at a school for a while, you, you got to enjoy it yeah so, to be comfortable um, with them, yes, yes. So you know they they were a big impact on me as well. But um for sure, academics, it was
0: very driven there, um first and foremost, yeah, and that was that leads me to my next question. Was it like a full scholarship they offered you or just a partial? or can you say something like something like that?
1: Um yeah, yeah, i have a I have a full ride um to semo. so i'm I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed to be able to have that. You know, that's not. It's Not common, so but yes, I, I do have a full ride,
0: yeah. And the reason why I asked that because it's like, seems like when you're looking at the big division one, like uh, boys basketball programs like Duke or like you know, the uh, big division one football programs like Alabama, it seems like they hand out scholarships like they're pieces of candy. And then when you're looking <laughs> at like you know, smaller D1 schools or NAIA schools, you know, it's just it seems like it's rare, like where like full scholarships are handed out,
1: yeah. Um so I would, I would say, like, so the difference um, there is obviously money. So comparing SEMO to, like, Alabama, right. they have so much more money. But um, so for, like, uh, smaller D1 schools like what I'm at than Alabama, um, they're actually on um, – so men's and women's basketball and women's volleyball at SEMO, everyone gets a full ride there. And then a select group of the football players also get a full ride. But then you have other sports that like, you know, um, baseball, softball, track and field. Uh, I would there's there may be two to three athletes on those teams that get a full ride, but the rest are just getting partial. Um, and compared to like, I'm sure like other schools like Alabama can afford to give a bit more money. But it's still, you know, it, it kind of sucks when you think about that, like those those uh, division one athletes you know they're they're still putting in the same amount of time and commitment and they don't even some of them don't even get a full ride so yeah
0: they it's just have crazy to to, on their end yeah
1: yeah it's just crazy to think about you know the difference in money between you know, like you said like an alabama compared to a Semo. like mm-hmm. you know they just they just seem like they got money to blow and then at Semo it's like you know you don't you don't have that luxury of being able to blow money like that so
0: that's just capitalism <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh uh, sophie i mean let's talk about the start of right so like you know how was it at the start since you know knowing it's all the way in southeast missouri you know how is it that the fact that you know you're really i know knowing you personally sophie i know you're really close with your family and your Mm -hmm. friends here how wasn't that that the fact that you were gonna be kind of far away from them you know like a couple states away compared to like you know compared to staying in just indiana
1: Right. Yeah. It was definitely an adjustment. Like you said, I'm very close with my family.
0: Um, I'm very close to my friends here.
1: Um, but it was definitely an adjustment. You know, we, when I went, we went in the summer. So we always spend our summers at Simo, um, you know, for basketball workouts. And we'll take like a, a couple classes in the summer. So that first summer, um, when my parents dropped me off, I was kind of just like in shock. Like, is this real? Like, am I, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're getting like dropped off somewhere and it's like, okay, like I'm kind of, I'm on my own. Like my parents don't, my parents aren't here. Um, you know, but that first initial, I would say that first initial summer was hard. Um, but it it definitely got easier. And I, I have parents that and grandparents that are willing to travel. So actually my mom has never missed a college game of mine. Um, since I've been at CMO, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then same with my grandparents, they also haven't missed the game and my dad will um, come and go as he can um, with his work schedule. So, and they come down and visit all the time. So it's, it's really nice to have parents that are willing to do that. makes it easier on me that I don't have to miss them so much because I know, hey, they'll be down in a couple weeks or, hey, they'll be here for my game or something like that. So it does make it easier when you have parents and grandparents like that.
0: Shout out to Chuck. Shout out to Bridget. (laughs) They're awesome. And shout out to your grandparents. But anyways. Like, what made it easier? You know how you say it was hard at first, you know, getting settled into SEMO? What made that process easier for you? Was it, like, you know, just time or, do you know, your teammates and coaches helping you out? Or, like, yeah, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, um, I would say both. I would say time and as well as having teammates, you know. Being a freshman, like, it's kind of like, uh, like that awkward stage when you first get there because there was only two – there's three of us when I came um so there's only three new people and like everyone else knows each other so it was kind of like you know you just had to get adjusted into the group and they made it really easy you know they they pulled us in and you know made things made things easier for us but it's like you said it just takes time um but you know we're there for six to eight weeks in the summer and by the end of that it's like you know you're you're used to it by then and honestly then you go home and then you're like i'm ready to go back to college like <laughs> you know you come home and it's like ah this this isn't this isn't as fun as college anymore so um but yeah just time and my teammates and coaches and um, made that a lot easier transition for me
0: yeah it's crazy when you say that because you know it just took like six to eight weeks to say man this is like my second family honestly yeah, it
1: is. yes yes literally second family home away from home now
0: yeah it's like Um, yes, it's it's awesome to see my family and friends here. Well, I kind of miss you know, my second family back at you know, college. It's crazy how it works out for the better.
1: It does, it does work out for the better.
0: So, like, those like six to eight weeks of the summer is that considered camp or what is that exactly?
1: Um, no, so it's um, it's just like a time period that men's and women's basketball uses just to get more on court workouts. We're, we're, I think for summer, it's eight hour weeks. So, Depending on, like, the time of season, you have a limited amount of hours that um, our coaches can use Mm -hmm. um, per week. So that includes, like, your weightlifting, your conditioning, and your encore workouts. So summertime, we're in eight-hour weeks, um, which isn't too bad. Um, And then, like, so now that we're in season, we've moved to 20-hour weeks. So they can, they can do what they please with those 20 hours with our conditioning weights and on court stuff. Um, so, but yeah, summer is just kind of a time to, um, acclimate your freshmen mostly and then get them, get them acclimated to campus and workouts and whatnot and acclimated with the team. And then as well as working on like individual skills, like on court, um, and then, you know, getting our conditioning back up, um you know, you go, we, we get a little break there after season, like in the spring. Um, we get a couple of weeks off and, and then we start right back into on-court workouts, but there's no like real, like conditioning, like maybe once a week. But then when we move to summer where, you know, we're going two to three times a week with conditioning three or four times in the weight room. And then you'll have an on-court workout, you know, every day or every other day. So, um, we just use that time to, uh, to just to get better. Honestly, it's not like a, we're not playing games or anything. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're just really focused on getting our skills up and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're going to the Oz- Ozarks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, right, you know, right. It's like you're dialed in. So, um, Sophie, uh, can you, like, pronounce the town uh right. Simo? How do you pronounce the town? Because I don't want to say it wrong.
1: So, it's it's Cape Girardo.
0: Okay, Cape, Cape gerardo Okay, so, yep. Sophie, how's Cape Girardo? How's the town itself? Because I have a buddy that was born... And raised there. He played a uh, Druco baseball with Alec, and then his name is Gary Siebert, shot of seas. But yeah, tell me about that town because I, I actually know of it. You know, it's not something like that's foreign to me.
1: Right. Um. So I describe it as it is a little bigger than Kokomo, but smaller than Fort Wayne. Smaller than Fort Wayne, though, but they have about everything, every food place you can think of. Um, they have Texas Red House Outback, Heck a, bunch, yeah. of hibachi pl- yeah, a bunch of hibachi places, Chick-fil-A, oh yeah, every fa- every fast food restaurant you can think of, we probably have it. Uh, yeah, we have a mall, like we have, you know, we, ha- we have a little bit of everything there, so um, it really takes care of like all your your like needs. Yeah. yeah, all your needs. It's got entertainment, it's got places to eat, you movies. know. Um, got the movies, yep, yeah, we got yeah. the movies, we got them all, you know. So you name it, we probably have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a it's a it's a college town. Um, but you know, and then the downtown part of it is kinda cool. It's kind of like a historic like downtown and you're right on the Mississippi River. So that's really cool to you know, go down there and um you'll have you'll see like um boats that come in and, and dock for a little bit. It's it's really cool. It's 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 a really cool town and um like I said, they got it. It
0: seems like it's a nice vibe during the summer. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah, nice vibe. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's very it's a really nice vibe during the summer.
0: So um explain the difference from your perspective of how like how the division one college level is different from like to high school when you first get there, when you start practicing, when you're actually starting like, you know. To play some minutes in your freshman year because, uh, in your freshman year, you went 31 games, you appeared in 31 games, and you started in four of them.
1: Yeah, um, so it's a definitely an adjustment. Um, it's not like you said, it's not high school anymore, right. it's uh, faster, people are faster, people are stronger. Um, but yeah, so it, it definitely takes a little bit of time to adjust, which is part of the reason we use that summer to adjust. Um, but yeah, and then, um, like you said, I, I, I played. I played my freshman year um, I start I got to start some games so I kind of you know I got to experience it on all levels um, but yeah it's 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 just it's just crazy you just go from go from being like a a big fish in a little pond to now you're back to hey you're not so big anymore <laughs> and people are just as good as you if not better um, but it's it's definitely it was definitely an adjustment for me but you know i i think i made that um well that adjustment before season got there so i was able to get minutes and was able to you know contribute um as a freshman which is not not common at the division one level so
0: yeah that is crazy because like a uh, big way i had him last on the podcast and he just pretty much explained the same exact thing you were explaining it's like yeah you thought you're hot and big back in high school you know but when you get to college, you're not the you're not the big person. It's a crazy <laughs> perspective. And yeah, Sophie, that's awesome. Like, cause like you know, it could it could have been like a worse outcome there where you could have like you know redshirted your freshman year, or you could like just not even dress for varsity. That's awesome, Sophie. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I was very I was very lucky. I was very lucky to have the freshman year that I had. Yeah,
0: and how was it like facing like you know? Um, yes, even though we talked about like, you know, Simon's a small a smaller division one program, how was it that you were still able to face like other big D one well known programs like Mizzou and all those good programs?
1: Um it's it's cool, you know. Um I think when we go into those games, we my team at least, we don't really think about like how big the school is. Um we just are like their basketball players too. Like they have to put their shoes on the same way we have to. Just because they're out of school doesn't mean, you know, they're quote unquote better than us. Um but yeah, so yeah, I've had the chance to compete a lot against a lot of, you know, um big name schools. You know, my freshman year we actually played at Ole Miss and we beat them. So that's always good when you go yes. Yep. We went into Ole Miss and beat them. Um, you know, but yeah, we've we've played we've played some some big schools and um, yeah, it, it's cool. It's a good experience to go to their arena and go to their towns. You know, travel there. Um, their their college towns are a bit different than than what Cape is. So, um, and their arenas, are, you know as well as I do, they're just huge. And compared to compared to ours, so but it's 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 really cool to play in. It's really cool to experience and be able to travel and go to places and and compete against you know high level athletes.
0: Yeah, I like how you and the team really take that mindset like you know hey they're just basketball players like us you know let's just beat them you know like let's beat the underdogs mm-hmm. like it seems like like you guys love to be the underdogs would you attest to that or what
1: yeah we love being the underdog we love we love being um counted out because i mean there's no pressure then what do you got to lose exactly what, what's there, what's there to lose and then when you come in and you make noise and you beat a good team um then they're like, dang, like, what? We didn't expect that, you know. So we love yeah. being underdogs, though, for you sure. You love
0: that, huh? You love it. We, yes. So, Sophie, um, I just want to ask, like, you know, the spring of your freshman year was when COVID hit, right? Was your season, was your freshman season wrapped up by then, or was it still going on when, like, you know, like, the lockdown started and stuff like that?
1: Oh, uh, this is, this is a hard one for me to talk about, but gives me goosebumps talking about it. Um. So no, my freshman year was not over yet. Um, we had one. We had won our OBC championship, mm-hmm. which means we got a ring. So I, I do have a ring. Wait, is um, this like a
0: conference championship? Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Conference championship, which means you then get to go in and compete for March Madness. Oh. So I, unfortunately my team and I, I, I'm literally getting goosebumps right now talking about it. But my team and I, unfortunately. We won our conference championship, and then we were supposed to, you know, go look at selection show, you know, see your name pop up, and then go play in that Marsh Madness that, you know, everybody loves to watch, and we didn't get that opportunity to. So, wow. um, yeah, it kind of, it's, it's things, it's still in my heart um, that, you know, a- as a kid growing up, like you, oh, everyone, it's all anyone talks about around here at that time is like, oh, Marsh Madness, Marsh yeah. Madness this. Uh, everybody wants to play in it and the fact that i actually did have that opportunity to go play in it and covid took that away from me is something that i'm still i'm still pretty bitter about um and like i said i literally i am I have goosebumps right now talking about it but i did have the opportunity to go play in that but due to covid um kind of ruined things for us
0: like i mean sophia i did not know about this like you said i this is why i want to do this just to learn things about this but yeah like you're not probably not the only like you know student athlete that had like experienced that scenario. You know mm-hmm. there is many student athletes across the nation that were affected by it. I mean, first of all, screw COVID. It really did affect a lot of things. <laughs> it ruined a lot of things. But like seriously, how did your you and your team like you know dealt with that? I guess from there and so like the fall. Yeah, t- tell us about that. How did your team? Deal with that as a whole.
1: Um, so we actually um when we found out that the tournament had been canceled, the March Madness stuff had been canceled, we were actually in the our in our um gym getting ready for practice. We were getting ready to go through our normal day. You know, we have a game to get ready for. And um my coach was actually being interviewed by the news because we had just won whatever, and she's literally on camera and they got the news. They got like the notification that said the tournament had just been canceled and they read it to her on camera. Um, So we all found out kind of then. Um, And we spent that, I think the next like two hours we went, just went back to the locker room and we spent that next two couple hours with each other, with our teammates and our coaches just expressing, you know, how much those seniors meant to us, um, how much that season meant to us, you know, to win our, our conference and be able to have a chance to compete at the next you know level but we just really used that you know um time to be with each other and then going into the next year um you know we lost some key components to our team which really sucked mm-hmm. um but you know we came back and we still competed well we made the tournament um unfortunately with uh we had a bunch of injuries um when we did make when we got to the OBC tournament um, So a, a bunch of our key starters were out, so we got we didn't make it past the first round, but um, still though we used that you know we still had a, a great season. Um, just kind of sucks, you know. COVID COVID really does ruin a lot of good things, and it did so. um, But it's all right, part of life. Got to move on from it. Got to know how to how to deal with adversity. So just like how but we yeah. could
0: have had this podcast face to face.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the dumb storm is making us go over
0: Zoom. No, no Sophie, this would have been aw- I'm already – it would have been really awesome. if you would have been face-to-face. I would have been, like, reacting more in a crazy, <laughs> more crazy way. But anyways, hey, uh, t- speaking about your sophomore year, even though, like you said, as a team, it wasn't what you expected with, like, you know, injuries, nagging, you know, key players. It Like, statistically, it was, like, your best season because you started in all 26 games. You are fourth in scoring. You had 13 13- – double digit point scoring games and you averaged 35.8 minutes per game like can you explain more about your sophomore season as an individual
1: oh uh, yeah um my so from my freshman year to my sophomore year um I just was really focused on I want to make a jump I want to make you know a jump statistically I want to make a jump just personally on the court um so that's really what my focus was and I I just did I just put in a lot of work over the summer you know I I put in that extra time but yeah like you said I there for a while I was leading the nation in like minutes played per game um for a while I led the OVC our conference in minutes played per game um yeah so I I just really wanted to make a jump um we still had like one of our best um players T.C. Thompson she returned from that championship year and came back so she was you know, um, like our go-to, our go-to girl. Um, and so we had some other players return too. So I just really wanted to make sure that I, I made my impact too as well for that season and getting ready. Um, but yeah, it was a, that was my jump. That was a a good jump for me. Um, and that's really just what I I try to focus on every year. Yes. Trying to just trying to improve, um, in some type of way every year and making that evident. So.
0: Sophie, how, how I And were you that summer?
1: Uh, I was. I was dialed in. Cheese. I was locked in. I was locked in. No distractions. No nothing.
0: Like (laughs) just your best Like the court and you, just best friends. No one else pushing everyone everything to the side. Pretty much. No one
1: else. That's right. Me, just me. Me, the court and the basketball. That was it. Nobody. I wasn't doing a lot of hanging out with friends. I was. I was focused. I was dialed in. Mm
0: -hmm. And you know, like you know, that's that's awesome. You know, once again, congrats to you. But Sophie, we have to talk about we have to talk about something you know that's so good. So you know, yes, as an individual, you had a great sophomore season, right? Fast forward to the next year, you had the season end in, in injury, right? Talk, take us through about yep. the injury that happened junior year, like, like how did you get injured? When was it, and all that good stuff.
1: Um. Okay. So I obviously I tore my ACL, my meniscus, my junior year, and I actually tore it on the first official day of practice the very last drill that we had to do. Um, and I i was just playing basketball. I was just a normal player. I was doing a pull up jump shot and I just, I just blew it. Um, uh, and I knew as soon as I did it, um, what I, what I had done, uh, more than likely. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a crazy time, you know, first, first day of practice and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get through this. I'm excited for the new year. And then you know, God just has a change of plans. You know, he's like, psych, you're not, you're not playing this year. Um, so I just kind of had to take on a, a new perspective, um, that I hadn't, I honestly hadn't had the opportunity to do since I, since even my high school career, i had never had a serious injury like this. Um, so it was definitely a, a hard, um, battle physically, but even a harder battle, battle mentally. Um, to deal with having to set out from the sport you love and, you know, having to, having to sit the bench and, and, and learn. But like I said, you know, I, I I did get the opportunity to learn. I kind of took on more of like a coaching role um, for the, for my teammates, you know, um, being vocal about what I saw um, on the court, you know, things that they're missing um, and also just being there for them. Like I understand, like there's days, like, Everybody has their days like on the court, you know, the shots aren't falling. Um, man, coaches on me today, you know, just being being like a being a, a good teammate for them to lean on, you know, while I go through my own thing. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I bet that had to be rough at first, you know. But like you like you said, it just seems like you have a great mindset. Like you're always turning a negative into a positive. Like you're like, Yes, I'm out for the season, but how can I you ask yourself? How can I contribute to the team? And like you said, you did that you did that by like, you know, kind of being a coach, or like, you know, just being there for your teammates.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah, I that's what that's what I try to do. I try to try to try my best to be there um for them and not not so much worry about me,
0: worry about them. Because it's a team sport at the end of the day, right?
1: It is. At the end of the day it is. It's
0: all about the team. And Sophie, uh, can you like uh tell me about like how does that retro process like work? Because i never really learned about that. Like is it like right when you like learn like, hey, crap, like I tore my ACL like, do you want a red shirt? Like how does that exactly work out?
1: Yeah, so um, for me, my situation since it was before I had competed at any games, um, they automatically knew like, hey you can you can red shirt um, we'll red shirt you. Um, so then for other people, um, I don't know the exact amount of games. It could be either games or minutes played. Not sure which one it is, but if you were to have like a season ending injury while you're in season, like in the middle of playing games, if you've exceeded the certain amount of games or minutes, you can no longer redshirt because they considered that you've competed in enough games and had enough minutes played that count as your season. So that kind of sucks for those people that do get hurt, you know, late in the season um, and they lose out on that opportunity to take that redshirt year. So, um, that's kind of how that works. Um, you still are able to, um, practice, like, be with the team, obviously, um, depending on how severe your injury is, um, you can still, obviously, practice. You can still practice with the team if you're, um, get to a point where you're healthy and able, but once you redshirt, you just can't compete in any games, um, or anything like that.
0: So, you were, like, lucky enough that it happened before... The, the season actually started right exactly yeah
1: i was i was lucky that i hadn't played in enough games that i could still register i hadn't played in any games
0: mm-hmm. that's good and then tell us about the rehab process how's that going for you like while you're still helping the team out like vocally how are you rehabbing with your you know torn acl and meniscus
1: yeah so rehab is um a long process um you have good days and then you have some bad days where you just wake up and it's like my knee just doesn't want to cooperate today um but it's definitely a long process it was so for me actually so i was about eight months out usually a typical acl like recovery is like eight to 12 months um just depending on the person um so i had gotten to a point where i was about i was over eight months out and usually that's a pretty good sign of like hey you're you're getting close to to um, no scrimmage, but you can do, you know, like you can pretty much go full speed with everything, um, all home during the summer, um, for a little bit. And I was working out, um, on my, on my own and I went to go up for a rebound and I felt a pop in my knee and I actually re my meniscus. Um, so that kind of put a halt to my previous, you know, ACL you, and previous meniscus. This was, um, this past summer. Oh, so man. I went through Yeah. So I went through that eight month recovery of like, Oh, I'm feeling so good. Yeah. Um, just to kind of get knocked back down. Um, so I was out for the summer, um, leading up into the season, um, again, and it wasn't a full meniscus repair. It was just, he just went in and kind of cleaned it up, Mm -hmm. but I was still out for about uh, six to eight weeks. Um, and then, um, I was good to go. I was finally cleared. With all my knee stuff, I felt 110%, um, no issues, and then we get to the first day of practice, and um, again, for this year, first day, and I actually fractured fractured my wrist on the first day. I was trying to take a charge um, on one of my teammates, and I caught myself for whatever reason, and I actually fractured my wrist, so I was out for another four to five weeks and i came back just in time for our first first official game
0: that's a that's so exciting
1: yeah i've kind of had a a a battle with injuries with in the last uh year and a half here so um but yeah rehab rehab is just long for all of the all of the injuries i've had in the past whatever year and a half and um like i said you have good Good days, you have bad days. Um, you have days where you're just mentally exhausted from having to deal with like all of that. You're like kind of in that like why me mindset. But you just have to find a way to, you know, stay positive and remember, you know, all things happen for a reason. Yeah. Stay positive, all things happen for a reason. Um, the comeback is always greater than the setback, you know, that type of mindset.
0: So yeah. Sophie, when you were going through this whole rehab process, you know, mentally, physically. Were you thinking? Were you like, man? I can relate to like the Gordon Haywards. I can relate to the Derek Rose, the Clay Thompsons of like you know the athletes, whether whether you know they're at the college level or pro level. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I definitely I'm a a Golden State fan. So I always you know kind of relate my stuff back to Clay with how much he's dealt with. Um, Now I didn't I didn't tear my I didn't tear my Achilles, but I did you know my ACL. But you know having to deal with like back no we don't at all yeah. <laughs> um but you know dealing with uh those injuries and back-to-back you know it feels like dang you're just getting hit you're just getting right. punched um I kind of would watch videos about him yeah I yeah I, mean, um, but I would that, watch yeah. videos like about yeah I'd, I'd watch videos about um Clay's like injuries and like how he's dealing with them and that kind of stuff and kind of kind of use people that have that are going through that same thing that kind of helped me through uh, and get my mindset right.
0: Yeah. That's all. I mean, yeah, it's like you, you have to say to yourself that, Hey, it's, I'm not alone in these type of situations. So yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. and then like going back to being positive. And before we talk about this season right now, right. I want to talk about, so uh, I want to talk about this. So there was a couple months ago where I was on Facebook. Right. And then, you know, your friends and family were sharing this article that was talking about you. Right. And then, you know, the article is pretty much saying that your head coach, Rika Patterson, did I say her name right? Yep, Rika, yep. Uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, uh, Coach Patterson and the other coaches and your teammates, they just admired your work ethic, your mental toughness, your leadership With after going through what you just explained. So tell me about that, just knowing that your t- your whole team is just, like, admiring of of, what, of how you're handling these you know uh, difficult challenges uh yeah
1: um yeah they they do they they've told me that <clears throat> themselves a lot like you know how they're like i could have never went through what you you know what you've dealt with and just to be back out here playing um you know it makes you feel good inside you know that hey like i'm doing something right people are paying attention you know um but um i, I don't know i just feel like i don't know that's just me like i just I just try. I just try to be my best every day, and um, you know, be a good leader, be a good, be a good person, um, and um, lead by example. You know, um, I know people make a lot of comments to me about my work ethic, and I just feel like that's me. That's how I've been um, brought up by my parents. You know, you just work hard for everything, anything you want. You got to work hard for it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just try, I just try to not think about like that kind of stuff. Like what, you know, like they, they think that that's like, it's really important and whatnot. And it it does make me feel good, um, to hear that, but I just, am like, that's just, you know, that's just me. And like, that's just what I want to, I want to be. I want that. I want that view of how people, like, I want that to be the view that people see of me of like, Hey, she's hardworking. She's a great leader. She's, she's a good person. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's crazy, you know. It's it's crazy to think about, but um I'm thankful for, to hear that kind of stuff. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing something right.
0: Yeah, and then just like hearing about all of this, and then if like you know, kids, you know, that look up to you hear this, it's it's it really is inspiring, right? So, Sophie, like you know, before once again, I we get to this season, like I want to ask, like, where do you think you got, you know, your mental toughness, your leadership, and you're just your crazy, awesome work ethic, like. like where do you think you got it from?
1: Um, I think my parents. I think, um, you know, they both work hard to make sure that I have all of what I want and what I need. Um, they, you know, they put in so many hours at work and um, they do so much extra to be able to be with me and um, and to support me. So I definitely I would definitely say I get it from both of them.
0: Nice. And like I said, you know, all of this shows, you know, the hard work has, has been paying off. So so Sophie, talking about this season, first of all, you're one of the captains of the team. Like, how do you feel about that that hey, they want you to be a captain of the team this year?
1: Um, it makes you feel good. Like I said, um, uh, makes you feel good. Like I I'm, I try and, and try and be the best uh, leader I can be, be the best person for our team. Um, you know, I feel like I've been here. I've been at SEMO now for four years going on four years. So I know I know Coach P. I know how things are supposed to be ran, I know how everything's supposed to look. So, um, I'm just glad that they put me in a position, you know, to lead and make sure that, um, those, um, those things still get done and, um, that I can show our, my teammates, like how, how we go about our business here at Semo. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. And then Sophie, so far you're averaging 7.8 per game, shooting 41.7 from the field, shooting 47.4 from three and a seven seventy three point nine 73.9, uh, free throw percentage. Like, how would you say evaluate your performance so far this season?
1: Uh, well, first of all, we're going to address the free throws. That's unacceptable by me. I, I need to be at like that high 80%. Um, so that's one thing that I will say, you know, I got to I gotta pick it up on, on my free throws there. Um, but I would say um, as far as shooting um, percentages, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with those, especially shooting 47% from three. Honestly, if you're shooting – 35 to 40 percent from three that's really really good and the fact that i'm you know shooting well over that um you know i think it just goes to show like the work that i put in um from three this past off season um as well as like my field goal percentage um yeah but you know we're we're a team right now that we have a couple girls i think it is that can that can average anywhere from seven to ten points a night um and then as well as um one of those people maybe giving a little bit more say 12 to 15 given the night and it's not going to be the same person so we're a really well-balanced team right now <clears throat> which i think makes uh other team scouting reports hard you don't know you can't sit there and say well this girl is their best person because of this but then it's like you know you look at our stats and it's like we have a lot of a lot of balance in our scoring. So I think that um really makes us a tough team to be able to to guard and, and just scout for.
0: Yeah, I mean, despite your record, because it's like what well, five and six so far, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like the other teams can't really underestimate you guys based like you saw on the stats, cause it seems like your roster is like you said, was well rounded, you know. And here's a crazy uh stat I saw. You're at least you're undefeated at home, five five and L. How does that feel? I mean, is, <laughs> yeah. is it because the, the the environment environment Semo or tell me?
1: Yeah, um, we just are taking a lot of pride in um, you know making sure that Semo uh, like that people just want to come out and watch. Like we're taking pride at protecting home court. Like we don't want to we don't want to lose there, and we want it to be a place where you know people and fans come in and, and, and like they're excited just to watch us. Like they're excited to watch Semo women's basketball play. And we also want to make it an environment for the opposing team where it's like, we don't want to go play there because it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to like, you go to those places and it's like, it's just hard to play here because their fans are good. They have a different level of energy when they're at home. Like, we just really want to make that environment where people don't want to play us at home because they know it's going to be a hard game for them. So, um, yeah, um. Where our record doesn't show as well as we've competed, you know, we played some really big schools. We played Old Miss again. We played Mizzou. We played UCF. We played Rhode Island. Um, you know, we're playing like big schools and um and Kansas. Kansas is now ranked now for women's top twenty-five. So you know, we're we're really compete. We're we're really playing a lot of big schools, and I think that's gonna set us up for going into conference here when we get back uh, to school here.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So, what's the arena called it's, you know? I'm just curious.
1: Um, It's cu- it's called the Show Me Center.
0: Okay. Show Me Center. So, you guys are trying to have the Show Me Center to be like a Mackey arena, pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Something similar, yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then, uh, yep. Sophie, like... Besides, you know, trying to improve on your free throws, what are some other goals you really want to accomplish this season?
1: Um, the biggest one is winning another OVC championship and getting that opportunity to um, get back and play in March Madness. That is the number one goal that I've had um, since we didn't get that opportunity. And we just want to get another another ring and get that opportunity back for not only myself, but also my past teammates who, you know, didn't get that March Madness opportunity. I want to be able to go in there and play for them. So.
0: And do you guys have a good chance to like, you know, win a lot of games against this con- the conference this year? Like, or how are you guys like feeling about it about the conference?
1: Oh yeah, we're feeling we're feeling great. You know, we're we're the underdogs, like I talked about earlier. Um, after you know we had a rough rough season last year, um, but going into this year, we're the underdogs, and we literally have nothing to lose. Like the girl, like myself, knows that girls know that um and so when we're competing we're just competing hard we're just going out there and having fun and um just competing hard playing hard and but yeah we definitely feel like we we have a a good chance to make some noise in this conference and um you know go in there and win a lot of games
0: yeah i mean seriously you know keep it going because you never know just tunnel vision you know that say and dial it in
1: exactly Exactly. You never know what could happen.
0: Um. So, Sophie, like, who who's a teammate of yours that's on the team that you really bond with? You know, like both on and off the court.
1: Um. I would say I. You know, I bond with well with everyone, but um. Hallie Smith. Um. She's number fifteen. Um. Her and I definitely have a a pretty close bond. You know, we grew up in similar ways, growing up on a farm. So she kind of understands that aspect coming from a really small town too um so yeah we just kind of bond uh you know we're we're very close um uh, both on and off court um but yeah that i would hurt. definitely probably yes. <laughs> shout out to hallie shout out to hallie <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny that's cool so um let's talk about the future right so sophie since you registered back your sophomore year like last year we you, yep. you taken taking the covid year since you you're eligible right for it yeah
1: yeah yeah, my plan my plan is to take my COVID year and um, as well as my my red shirt year. So I actually have two years of eligibility left, um, and I have to get my master's. So I would love to take them both at Semo. I'd love to finish as a Red
0: Hawk. So
1: that's kind of my plans. Um, is getting my, getting my master's at Semo and playing my last two years there.
0: Yeah, and then like like you said before, you played or committed to Semo. You really did the research to know, hey, I can get both the undergrad and postgrad in CMO. So it, it's kind of working out, you know. It's all working out for you, it seems like.
1: It is, yeah, it is, you know. Um, lucky to get a COVID year to be able to have an extra year and then um, kind of a sucky way to get an extra year of school by tearing your ACL. But if that's that's what it takes, then I guess I guess we'll do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just got to look at the bright side of things like that. Um, so, uh, Sophie, like, since she had, like, two more years of uh playing time pretty much what do you want to achieve achieve overall by the time you're done with cmo
1: i want to i I would love to win like i said another ovc championship either one or two however many we want to win let's let's do them all um and then i just want to leave like a good a good legacy like a good um like when people think of me like you know going into my last two years and i'm after that end of my time like i want people to look back on my career and be like she was a good she was a good player but she was an even better leader in person like i just want to leave that type of you know legacy for people to remember me in that
0: way hey that's a you know that's that's great goals to strive for you know and i truly believe that you can do as long as you you know your mindset stick to it as long as you stay dialed in you know right right so sophie what's your plan Okay, so what was your major when you uh, graduated with the undergrad, right? And then what do you plan to get your master's on?
1: Um, So my major was communication disorders. So I want to be a speech pathologist, which is like a speech teacher <clears throat> in a way. And then I will also be getting my master's in that as well. Um, and then the plan is after I'm done with school completely, I want to go into a hospital setting first. Um, and work as a speech pathologist, and then eventually I'd like to come back and, like, to the school setting and work with um, younger kids.
0: And then uh, do you plan on coaching later on in the future?
1: Well, you know, I keep getting asked that. I, everyone, everyone asks me about coaching. Um, my answer right now is probably, but not right away when I get done with school. Um, I kind of want to focus on my career at first. But then I think, you know, wherever life takes me, I think I could, I could make a good coach. But yeah, I always get, you're like the fifth or sixth person to ask me that in like a couple months. So I don't know, you know, I've, everyone keeps telling me that I, I would make a good coach. So maybe I, maybe I need to look into it a little bit more.
0: <laughs> right. You don't want to rush yourself, but like, you know, later, later in the future. And Sophie, I personally believe yeah. that you can make a good coach, you know, later in the future.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it that i'll have to keep that into consideration for
0: sure yeah you're welcome so so <clears throat> i want to know like how did you manage to get okay i'm not i'm not doubting you at all because i know you're really a, from knowing you personally i know you're a very smart person but still how are you how did you manage to get like a 4.0 gpa with you know with grinding like you know basketball As a full time student athlete, you know, because like I think back when I was at like Purdue, right? I thought just being a student alone was just tough.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, I just, I try, like I said, I try and put my academics first, Um, really put the student and athlete, but it's tough. Like, I would, I know there was a lot of times like where we played a game and then we're on our way back, like on the bus heading back to school, and I'm literally in the back, like writing a paper like that night, you know, so like you just, uh, time management skills gotta be up there. Um, dedication just has to be up there. Um, yeah, just a lot of long nights on the bus. Like I said, on the way back from trips that you're doing homework and you would rather be asleep. And I was like, well, I kind of get this done. So, um, yeah, so it's, it was hard. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't even know how I did it tonight. Like I said, like I, you know, you're pulling all nighters and stuff like that. So,
0: But seriously, congrats to you. And then it seems like pretty much at the end of the day, like, yes, time management is a huge factor to, like, you know, succeeding in your academics, whether you're a student athlete or not, but it all comes down to just sucking it up and just doing it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yes. There's so many times that I'm like, I don't even want to do this assignment or I don't even want to do this right now. You just got to suck it up. Yeah, you just got to suck it up and get it done.
0: And, hey, that's Mamba Mentality. at its Mamba
1: Mentality.
0: (laughs) So, Sophie, um... (laughs) Before we uh, move on, right, I just want to mention a, a story, right, that happened my senior year, right? So, this this is why, Sophie, I will always respect you, you know? So, throw it back to my senior year. It's the prom, right? And I don't want to say the name of who I went to prom with, right? Because we were just going as friends. And it was just right. last minute, right? And then, guys, if, you, if you're really that curious, you can just scroll back through my social media. But anyways... Um, like we're at the prom. It was at Wallisie, Uh, Oakwood Resort. We're all having a good time, and it's time for like the slow dances, right? So I'm like, okay. I figure, you know, if this girl is my date to the prom, she just wants to slow dance, right? And I already know we're friends, right, Sophie? Right, right. Yeah. And she, and for some reason, she says no. I'm like, what? Are you serious? And then you saw like the whole thing, I believe, right? And then Sophie's mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to slow dance? I'm like, yeah, sure. So. <laughs> So, Sophie, I just wanna say thank you for that, you know, for, yeah, yeah,
1: of course, nobody can't be left out of the slow dance. gotta you gotta go out there with somebody,
0: especially when you my senior year, and yes, I know it sounds cheesy, but I just gotta I just had to say it to you. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we haven't really talked like this in a deep conversation or in-depth in depth conversation like this in like a couple years, honestly, yeah,
1: it's been a while. It's been a while,
0: yeah, so, um, Sophie, is there anything else you want to say? Or you want to ask?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, thank you for uh, having me on here. Like I said, I've been I've been tuned in to the other podcasts, so you know I enjoy listening to them. So I was I was really excited when you asked me to come on here and and talk. So thank you again, and I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. But well, we're not done yet, Sophie. It's time for the cheesy question of the day. So for those let's... of you that don't know what cheesy question of the day is, that's pretty much like a uh, off the wall. Uh, random question I like to ask the guests before I end it. So, Sophie, today's cheesy question of the day is that: What song would you sing for your American Idol audition?
1: What song would I sing? Hmm. Oh man, this is a hard one. I'm probably gonna go with uh, Justin Bieber. What do you mean?
0: Okay. okay. I think I
1: would say I would sing that. That is my American Idol audition song for sure.
0: Hey, shoot or shoot, right?
1: Shoot or shoot, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, um, Sophie, like once again, thank you so much for joining. You know, thank you for yeah, doing this out of your busy schedule, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck this year and the rest of your time at CMO, Sophie.
1: Thank you so much, Sheet. I appreciate it.
0: Yep. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support, and you can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.